welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo, and before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, author and psychic, author of psychic of voodoo, <laughs> I'm messing this one up, she's <laughs> <laughs> um, who do cleansing protection magic binaural production engineer Damien Keller author of sounds good sounds great and monthly co-host Jared Murphy author of it's not aliens it's worse it's us and now for our guest for today without any further ado is my friend Reverend Michael Carter and he is the author of a few books, Alien Scriptures, Extraterrestrials, and the Holy Bible, New World, If You Can Take It, Metaphysics of Spiritual Healing, and God Consciousness, A 30-Day Journey to Achieve God-Centered Thinking. Thank you for coming back on. Good to see you again. Oh, wait. You you brought a, I just wanted to add Initiation. Oh, Initiation. The latest book. August the latest 2nd, book. it came out. The spiritual transformation of the experiencer. Why is it not showing up on? Up it's not showing Amazon. up on Amazon. And Barnes and Nobles, yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's the newest one that came out August second. Fantastic. Yeah, good to see you, man. Good to see you too. <laughs> I love talking yeah. to you. Oh wow! Yeah, we were. We, yeah, we were getting a little technical feedback there, but you whatever happened, it corrected. Uh, it happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like life, man. Things just <laughs> things happen. What are you going to do? It's uh, I'm I'm I was just musing. You know, I, of course, as I get older, you know, time seems to go faster. I, I, it may not be, but it just seems that way. But you know, and, and this happens as a minister. Every year, there's a, a lot of illness this time, a lot of depression. Mm -hmm. um, I got several people that the cancer has come back. And so it's it's that season of joy and lights and giving gifts and hanging out and family and and sometimes that can be bad too. But and then on the other side, you know, people are going through these these changes. Yeah. Um, life seems to be more stressful for people. You and I were talking before the show with COVID, whether whether you believe it or not, or whether it affects you or not, it will affect you in one way or another. Whether you know someone who has it or the way the society is handling it. Yeah. And I'm always struck by, um, you know, this time of year, how, how you know, it could be, you know, life is both and not either or. So, you know, it can be so much joy and, and you know, um, uh, it's, it's the season of lights, as they say. And then for some people, it's depression, dysfunctional family stuff from Thanksgiving, you know, dinner that mm -hmm. you know just getting together with family oh do i really need to it's politics or what have you and um it just shows you that life can be messy <laughs> and uh relationships are messy they take work um and it also shows me how precious life is because right now i don't have covid i'm not sick outside of allergies you know you know, we were talking about mm -hmm. that. My loved ones are well, so I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the energy of the season, knowing that I'm fortunate because there are other people who are not having the same experience, and it could easily be me. 
And I think that makes anything, but it makes it more precious because it's not a given for everybody. No. You know, for some people, this is a bad time of year, every year, for whatever reason. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like like with me. I'm I'm sort of like skipping Christmas this year, you know. Yeah, you, know, yes. you know, went through the divorce. I've moved. Um, everything is different. So it's kind of like next year I'll do Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, Gary, you those are big things: a move, stress producing, and a divorce. Those are life. Those are transitions mm-hmm. of life. And and they happen at the same time. Yeah. So right now is probably like you say a time to just I'm gonna pull back, which winter is a good time to do that. Yeah. Pull back into myself, harness my energies, heal a little bit, spend some time with myself. Because in a few months, literally, physically, symbolically, it'll be a time of rebirth. Mm-hmm. You'll be back. And you'll be back. You know, a little yeah. scarred, but a little wiser, a little better. That's it. I'm always learning new experiences from new experiences. Yeah. 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 This is this is life, man. And um and you just you just learn how to roll with it. So what type um, of advice would you give people that are suffering through depression this time of the year? I would give them well, I would give them the advice to take care of themselves. You know best how to take care of yourself. If it's medication, uh, you know, whatever that is, mm-hmm. being alone, I would continue to do that. And, you know, be true to that. Uh, don't let people shame you and, oh, come on, it's the season. Well, you're, you know, get over it. No, you know how to take care of yourself. I would, I, would, I would give them this kind of Buddhist philosophy, which is nothing good. You know, I know that's, you know, it's uh, dualistic, so I'm just mm-hmm. using it. Nothing positive lasts forever, but neither does anything negative. And so things change. Things are around for a season. Your job is to navigate it so when the change comes, you're there. Hmm. Because there's no other way to do it uh, uh, except to trust your own inner guidance. If you need to be around folk, which we all do, surround yourself with people who are going to be in your corner, who can let you be you. And that's the best medicine. Hmm. Um, you know, try to find humor where you can, even if it's self-deprecating in a way. <laughs> uh, you know, but know that it will pass. That's the key. Uh, uh, that that what wherever I am now, and that and that goes positive and negative mm-hmm. because things happen in life. But just know that things will change. And they will change for the better and just ride that way. Hmm. That's what I would. What if somebody's like, like for me, like my, myself, sometimes I wrestle with my own negative thoughts. Like, yeah. like my, my thoughts get negative and it gets like almost like in a spiritual way. It's, it's kind of weird. Like sometimes I wonder like, well, why am I here anyway? Like, what is the purpose of this? You know, it just seems Sometimes life seems kind of like meaningless when I'm depressed. And I'm like, man, you know, and plus I've had like a near death experience too. So I kind of like know it's like on the other side a little bit, you know, and sometimes just like, man, I just want to go back to that kind of serenity and peace. Forget this world. This is nonsense. Yeah. Well, you know, the reason you, I mean, you're here because you're not done yet. (laughs) Whatever, whatever it is. Because believe me, if you're, if your life 
whatever you were here to do, if you were done, you'd be gone. Mm -hmm. So there's still stuff that needs to be done. But also the meaning of life is to live it. It's really that simple. The meaning of life. Yes, you want to learn to love. You want to learn to share. You want Yes, but that's part of the living of life. You know, and so people are going around with these profound, you know, they're trying to profound thoughts. Life is to be lived. Period. <laughs> simple. Life that's is, simple. Yeah. Life is to be lived. I used to think, you know, yes, I'm, re I'm here to learn to love. I'm here maybe to clean up some karmic stuff. But even if you're not into past lives or karma, you know, you're here to be the best person you can be, to tie up loose ends, to, to live your truth, to uh, set goals for yourself and, 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 and make those goals doable and, and, and try to attain those goals as best you can. But life is to be lived. It is the gift of life. And I don't know, but I got to tell you, if people who died could come back, and sometimes they do. People talk about, I saw my grandmother in a dream or yeah. my ex-husband. or They always say, live your life. They don't say, hurry up and get here. <laughs> hurry up and get here. They say, live your life. We'll, we'll see you again. We'll come back to live your life. And so there it is. They're telling you, live your life. Enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. Live your life to its fullest. Do you, do you think that like when people have those encounters with uh, ghosts or deceased relatives in dreams and stuff, that they are, you know, consciously still existing in another dimension, yeah. another realm, and, and yeah. still guiding, trying to trying to influence, trying to help us along our journey? I, I, I'm, 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 let me let me start with this. Maybe some are trying to help. Maybe some have other things to do. Maybe people are just resting mm -hmm. until their next incarnation. But Einstein told us that energy cannot be created or destroyed. And consciousness is energy. Your thoughts are things. The body will give way, but your consciousness is always there. So there it is. There's life after death. Because in some ways, there is no death. Now, I don't want to go out and find out right now. I still got some things I'd like to do. <laughs> but, but there's a part of me that knows um, that I will still be alive, maybe in another form, but my consciousness will remain. And that's just quantum physics. That's just science. Yeah. And so, um, so, and that doesn't mean that you don't have to be afraid of it. Most people like you who've had NDEs or OBEs or what have you, they're, they're, uh, they, many people have said that their fear of death has lessened. Oh, yeah. I know. When I was a chaplain working um, on an age unit, when I was in New York, working on an oncology unit, I was around death or the possibility of it, and I saw so much of it. So it kind of took away the sting mm -hmm. that I know that's going to happen, you know. Um, but, yeah, consciousness goes on. And this is what our religions are telling us, maybe in a disjointed way. Yeah. But that life goes on. In the Buddhist, it's rebirth. Or yeah. reincarnation. Uh, in Christianity, you go to heaven or you don't. But you're still alive. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, in, in Hindus, it's reincarnation, rebirth. In Native American uh, spirituality, there's reincarnation. And so life is on a continuum. And usually it's cyclical. It's not straight. Why? Yeah. Time doesn't go that way. 
because there's no such thing as time according to a lot of prophets and, and, and physics. But the consciousness goes on. And so going back to your uh, query about negative thoughts, it's not so much that not to have negative thoughts. Um, the thought is that you're aware of. Right. You know, so you can say to yourself, Gary, dial it back a little bit. <laughs> you know, you're getting a little, uh, you're getting a little, uh, you know, you know, you know, you're getting a little negative here. That that's what it is. It's not to be perfect. Oh, mm -hmm. I never have negative thoughts. No, it's just yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in a spiral here. I was at the doctor's today waiting for my shot that I didn't get. And this woman struck up a conversation with me. She just moved here. And she was talking, comparing the good that she left to the bad here. And, the, and, and I'm using the word she used. Mm -hmm. and, and But then she caught herself going into this negative thing. She said, oh, let me stop that. I don't want to I don't, I don't, I don't stay on that subject. She said, I'm glad I moved here. But she caught herself. Uh -huh. And that's all people are asking you to do. That's consciousness. Consciousness being means it's a fancy word for awareness. Mm -hmm. I'm aware. So when I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing, or I know it's not going to be great for me, I can catch myself. I'm aware, oh, you're going there again. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean not having those thoughts. It means catching yourself when you do. And, of course, when you're having good thoughts. You're like, wow, this is, I'm enjoying this moment. And you're aware of it, the joy, you know, the yeah. laughter. Yeah. So sometimes I wonder if everybody has the ability to step out of themselves and see what they're thinking, or if there, or some people actually are just controlled by their thoughts and are never able to step out and see. I, I won't say never, but it depends on the amount of pain you're in. Mm -hmm. And remember, some people are in pain and don't even know it. Yeah, that's true. You know, they don't even know that they're most. in pain. Yeah, yeah. And so, yes, most people live lives of quiet desperation. Who was it? Thoreau said that. So... Um, you know, but you can train yourself uh, to be aware. That's what meditation does. That, mm -hmm. That's what prayer does. And you just remind yourself that thoughts are things. This has nothing to do with religion, but in some ways it does. Because as, as you think, so you are. But thoughts are things. And, and, you know, if you're very negative, life is going to reflect that to you. I was listening to Paulo Coelho. He's uh, the, the Brazilian writer and he wrote the alchemist and those and oh, he yeah. said he and he said he said you know um he said in, in my life when i really wanted something i always got it positive and negative he said because the universe doesn't think like we do it reflects and so if you are a negative person, you're going to draw negativity to you. If you have positive, if you're a positive energy, positive, it doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges and stuff, but it just means the universe is a mirror and it's reflecting to you what you are. Einstein said the most important question that we can ask ourselves as human beings is this. Is the universe a friendly place because the way you answer that question will reverberate throughout your life because if you look at life you know life's a bitch and then you die that's what life's going to show you mm. 
and and you'll blame it on everything else. But that's what you <laughs> you're, you're you're resonating with. You're vibrating on. If you say this is an adventure, there's going to be hills and valleys, you know. But this is part of it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna navigate it. There's an openness to life. There's a possibility, and that's what you're going to receive. For the so, most part, sometimes it's hard. Happen. Sometimes it's a tough one to remember when you're down. That's, that happens to me sometimes. When I'm down, I forget yeah. to remember that. But then I talk to you, and you know, I snap out of well, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Listen, no, but you got to remember it. You got to write it down, man. You got to write it down in your journal when you get when you get that way. Because again, there's a Buddhist saying, Zen Buddhist: mm -hmm. seven times down, eight times up. It's no, it doesn't matter if you fall down. Yeah. Just don't stay down. You're going to fall down. And you're going to say, man, I think I'm just going to lay here for a minute. I'm, okay. But you don't stay there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard a motivational speaker one day say, he was funny. He said, when you, when you get knocked down by life, try to land on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try to land on your back, brother, because if you can look up, you can get up. And you know, right behind you, you got that Buddha behind you. Yeah. Just look at that Buddha. Yeah, I got Buddhas everywhere to remind me. Yeah, yeah. That's what they are for. I use them to remind me. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be still. Uh, what's the old saying? Uh, don't just don't just do something. Stand there. Just mm -hmm. be still. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm always been. A big fan of like the the middle way, you know. Yes. Like, like yeah. try to stay in the middle. Try not to look at things as good or bad. Just just stay there in the middle. Try to be. Yeah, yeah. The Buddha talks about that. Equanimity. Yeah, twelve steps. Stay in your lane. You yeah. know, stay in your lane. Yeah, yeah. Because life is both in. It's not either or. Maybe it'd be easier if it was either or, but it's not. And so you can try to just you know you have to make decisions sometimes and which means sometimes you can't always be on the fence. I don't think he's saying be on the fence. He's just saying if you, you know, if, you know, you try to balance, like the yin-yang, mm -hmm. you know, there's a little dark in the light and a little light in the dark. And that's what life is, the middle way. Absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful philosophy. So, so what do you think about God consciousness? Like, do you think that there's a, a consciousness right. that is God? That, 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 yeah. Eh. Yeah, I do. And I think we are that consciousness. You want to talk about forgetting, we forget. Mm -hmm. I'm a clergy person, right? Went to seminary, where someone introduced me the other day on the show. Michael went to Union Theological Cemetery. Um, but I went to seminary, and um, <laughs> I didn't correct them. I just said, oh. <laughs> Oh, I was at the <laughs> You're um, a ghost. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is where he graduated from. So, um, and that's why that's why um, I had wrote, written that book, God Consciousness. Yeah. Because we've been taught that God is out there, and we're over here. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're separate. Just like we taught that we're separated from each other. You're white. I'm black. You're gay, you're straight. So there's this whole thing of separateness. We're separate from the trees, we're separate from the earth, and that's the illusion. And so the religions of the future, well, the spirituality of the future, 
and the future is now, is saying that paradigm doesn't work anymore. You are, well, Jesus talked about it as well. You are part of God. Now, that can get you in trouble with people because they get, who the hell do you think you are, nervous? He said, I and my father are one. But basically, he's saying, and he's saying that literally, mm -hmm. but he's also saying, I'm part of all that is. The same things that are in the stars are in my body and vice versa. It's like going to, you've heard this metaphor, you go to the ocean with a glass of water, with a glass, and you take some of the ocean water and you put it in the glass. Wouldn't it be silly for that glass of water to think that just because it's in the glass that it's separate from the ocean? It's still part of the ocean. Yeah. It's just in a glass. And so sometimes it's more difficult to learn something new than to unlearn. So much of the stuff we were taught in religion was really not true. We are always worthy of love. No one's going to barbecue you for eternity. <laughs> you know, and so, but you have to unlearn that. And sometimes that's more difficult than learning something new. I have to remind myself that create that the creator, I'm part of creation. Mm -hmm. No mm -hmm. one is punishing me. No one is against. The only, you know what punishes me? When I do stupid things, when I do wrong things, because what goes around comes around, that's the punishment. It's not some man or woman up in the sky going, oh, oh. no, what goes around comes around. That's just the law of life. Yeah. So if I do something untoward, it may come back to me next week, maybe that minute, maybe next life, but it's going to come back. It's going to be the boomerang. <laughs> that's life. That's not some deity throwing thunderbolts down at you. And But if you were raised on that, let's say you were raised Catholic or you were raised with really dysfunctional Christianity, Jesus says, and I'm not trying to push Christianity, but, you know, he's, he's a, a hero of mine. He's a, he said, um, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, he talks about the Father. I will say the universe. Yeah. Or the multiverse. But he's saying life wants to help you. Life wants to mm -hmm. assist you. But you got to put out the effort and the energy. And you have to trust it. Hmm. Right? Like Paolo said. Yeah. Whenever I wanted something, I always got it. When I really wanted it. Positive and negative. Now, he, the negative he was talking about the subconscious mind, where, you know, religion, Western religion teaches us, well, you're not worthy of the good. If it wasn't for Jesus dying for you, you wouldn't, you're like a turd. You're like a worm. But a healthy sense of self and my connection to God mm -hmm. is that um, I am I'm, I'm worthy. Hmm. I deserve the good that comes in my life. I deserve the good relationship. Because if you don't think I deserve a robust health and prosperity and abundance, because if you don't believe that you deserve it, you will never have it. Hmm. So what is your take on original sin? Is that is there such a thing as original sin where everybody's born with sin and we no, have I don't to believe redeem that. ourselves? I don't I don't believe that. That's why I'm a Unitarian Universalist clergy person. I believe that that's just interpretation. People were trying to um, 
they were trying to give an explanation for the way things happened in life. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw my daughter being born. You're not going to tell me <laughs> yeah. that she's born a sinner. Children, people are born with two fears. Fear of a loud noise and fear of falling. All the other fears are learned. Sin, in Greek, means missing the mark. Missing the mark. That's what sin means. We all miss miss the mark. We all make mistakes. But to say that when I come out of my mother's womb, I'm, I'm, I'm this miserable sinner, how can you? And I was taught that. Me too. My religion. I thought I was going to hell for masturbation. <laughs> right. And you know what? <laughs> I did too. But you know what? It was worth risking it for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I said, okay, I'll go to hell for this. This is too good. <laughs> so, when, you know, um, but we realize now that that's, that, that may not make sense. That, that's what our ancestors thought. And the church kind of helped that happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our ancestors thought that if a woman was having her moon, if you touched her, you were unclean. Yeah. We know that's not true. <laughs> Good old Leviticus. You know? <laughs> right, right. Oh, what a book. And so just because someone said something 5,000 years ago, doesn't mean it's true now. Leviticus, you weren't supposed to touch a big skin. Right. It goes to the NFL and the NBA. Yep. <laughs> That's over. Soccer. Yeah, there's no sports because you're touching this ball. Made yep. of a big, you know. So, so you got to think through uh, 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 some of that stuff. And, um, and some of it is true. There's some things that were true uh, 5,000 years ago and more, and they'll be true 5,000 years from now. But there's some stuff that our ancestors were trying to make sense of a world they couldn't understand. Some of the stuff was confusing and threatening. And so that's the way they coped with it. Uh, but now we know different. Yeah. Do you and like think- Paul says, when I was a child, I thought like a child. Yes. And I acted like a child. But now I have to put away childish things. Mm-hmm. Do you and ever, sometimes you have to put away childish religious things. Do, do you think that 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 um, taking some of those older texts in the Bible um, should be like re-explained in a way that that's not going to that makes them more well, useful I, rather I, than we, we, it's already being re-explained. It is, yeah. That's why. Well, I'm re-explaining to yeah, you, yeah, from, from a more liberal point of view. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, Catholicism may explain it different from Bap- from the Baptist. The Baptist may explain it. When we talk about UFOs in the Bible, yeah. what am I doing? I'm re-explaining the possibility of what's being said there. That's true. So that's going on all the time. That's true. Yeah. And, and so, because the bottom line is, it's how you live. It's how you live. You can know the Bible backwards and forwards, or the Dhammapada, or the Upanishads, or the, you know, the Old Testament, or the, you know, good for you. But if you're not living it, and by living it, I mean if you're not, if it's not a message of love and compassion and unity, then it's kind of bad religion. If it's a message of revenge, and if you don't do it the way I say you should do it, 
and you don't pray to the same God I say, and you don't do it, that's not love. That's not compassion. That's control. That's powerful what you just said. <laughs> that's so true. It, it, it's it so true. Yeah, because love unites. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and love is something we aspire for. You know, it takes time to love, like it takes time to forgive. And um, so it's something we're constantly working at. That's what I mean, love. I don't mean like, oh, my God, I just love you. No, mm -hmm. I'm talking about that kind of love. I'm talking about the love that says you're a sentient being like I am. And we're trying to make the best of this journey. And so I will reach out for you, with you. Um, I will extend myself for your growth, and you will do that for me. That's a mature love. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's not the love that says I love you because you act the way I want you to act. It's the kind of love that says, I love you because what I do to you, I do to myself. And to really believe that. Yeah. What I do to that tree outside, what I do to this planet, I'm doing to me. I'm not separate from you. Right. And that takes right. that takes a higher consciousness, takes evolution, but you can do it. Right. And that's where it brings us right back to the God consciousness because everything is God consciousness. Yeah, aboriginal cultures... Uh, we're just finding out now, you know, there's a spirit even in a rock. There's something in a rock, in a tree, mm -hmm. in, in the rivers. And Native folk, Aboriginal folk, they knew that. Where Western thought was like, what are you talking about, man? It's the freaking rock. <laughs> uh, let me hit you with um, uh, But we're realizing that everything is, is consciousness. Everything is connected. And I'm part of it. Um, Western thought told us the Bible, the translation that we should conquer the earth. We're to rule over the earth. Well, you look outside. No, we've messed up the climate. We're raping and pillaging the earth. No, I don't conquer the earth. I coexist with the earth. It's like the Gaia principle. The earth is a conscious being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a different way of looking at life. Native people, not all, but one of Omanicides, all of them, they weren't perfect, but they could look at a landscape and they can say, this is part of the creator. This is, this is, this is sacred. This is Western culture says, you know what? We could put a parking lot right here because you're not using the land and we can build some apartments over here. See, it, it's two different ways of looking at life. Yeah. And, the, and, and Native people, we're not saying you don't do that. But you leave enough. You just take what you need. Right. Yeah. You, you know, like, that's one of the reasons I've always liked the idea of even um, blessing food, you know, because it uh -huh. reminds you that, that this, this food, something sacrificed itself to feed your body. Yes. You know, and when, I, when we remind ourselves of that, I think it's also a reminder, like, well, maybe we should be more aware of how much we're taking. Yeah. If we take it, we don't even ask who we're taking from. And, and, and you just want to take enough. Uh, I, I live here in, 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 in North Carolina, in the mountains here. And, man, they're just building everywhere. They're cutting down trees. And, you know, if there's a, I'm exaggerating, but if there's a plot of land that's as big as a food stamp, they're going to put something on it. And it's like, how much is enough? You're cutting down the lungs of the earth. Yeah. How much money do you freaking need? <laughs> right? Remember Wall Street? I don't know. 
Put, I don't know if you ever saw that with uh, Michael Douglas and um, Charlie Sheen. It was right after Charlie yes, Sheen. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and agreed is good, you know, like in the 80s. It's like, how much do you need? How much money do you need? You got people with so much money, man, they could die tomorrow and come back 20 years from now and still not spend all of it. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, I think money has been... I don't know. You know, it, it lost what it, what, it, what its original purpose was, which is an equal exchange of energy. That's right. That's right. You know, now now we look at it as uh, something to hoard, an abundance to yeah, something that's going to protect us, like like it's going to save us from dying or something. You know. Yeah, yeah. And money's neutral. It's 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 your attitude about it. You know, I don't hate money. I like money. When people tell me that oh, money's the root of all evil, I say, give me all yours then. <laughs> Let me take some of that evil away from you. I don't. I don't want you to be hurt by all of that. Yeah, you need money. It's it's it's, it's an exchange. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, you can't have anything if you if you think it's evil. If you don't like money, how you expect money to come to you? Mm -hmm. You know, you're pushing it away. So yeah. Oh, money. Give me your money. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, <laughs> you can always compare it. money to like, like like God consciousness. It's like this neutral thing. It's 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 the it's attitude we bring to it. Yeah, money's neutral. Money is just what we use. If you think it's scarce, then you're going to hoard it. Mm -hmm. If you think it's good, you'll attract more of it and you'll circulate. Um, but it's your attitude around it that makes it give it gives you meaning. Gives yeah. it meaning. Um, what is your opinion on like all the prophets, like Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, Muhammad? Lao Tzu, um, do you think they were all trying to teach the same message to, to, but to different people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Dalai Lama talked about it one time, and I maybe I'm paraphrasing, but he was saying, yeah, in the West it was Jesus. In the East it was Lao Tzu. Because he was talking about that the prophets were in a culture where they knew the temperament of the people, they knew mm -hmm. the lay of the land, and they could reach the people that way. Um, but yeah, you get these saints and avatars, and some of them, you know, they're, more, they're women uh, that we need to be talking about, like Kuan Yin, mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe Mother Teresa, Joan of Arc. I mean, there's some female energy in the group. Um, but even people who, like Dr. King. Yeah. You know, like Mandela. You know, that, that, that folk came here to try uh, to get us to walk our talk. And um, and usually, not all the time, but usually prophets don't live a long life. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have a lot of friends because people don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. True. They don't want to hear it. And it may be true, but they don't want to hear it. And I jokingly say sometimes, but truth, the same people on Palm Sunday who are saying, come on, Hosanna, come on, welcome, welcome to Jerusalem. Some of those same people on Friday were saying, give us Barabbas, because we're fickle. Mm -hmm. We're fickle. We will turn on you. And that's where we need a change in consciousness. Not everybody, because everybody's not going to be on the same page. When I was younger, I couldn't get it why we can't have world peace. Now I know that we'll, that's crazy. Nine billion people are not going to be at the same evolutionary level. It doesn't mean that you don't 
work towards it. But, you know, you got three, four people can see a car accident and we can't all agree with what we saw. Now, now nine billion. But you work towards the world you want to have. And so that way you wind up being part of the solution and not part of the problem. But to expect all nine billion people on the planet to hold hands and sing Kumbaya, that's, that's almost absurd. It's just not going to happen. Hmm. Do you think that some of these prophets were influenced by extraterrestrials? I think many of them were. I think many of them were. Obviously, the ones we talked about from the biblical literature. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they weren't influenced, they, 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 I mean, directly, you know, if you're reading the scriptures, like Jesus was very well aware of the Old Testament. Um, um, the Buddha had to be well aware of the Upanishads and, yeah. and, uh, the Hindu scriptures, they talk about Vimanas. So, you know, even if they didn't see one, they, they lived in a society that either was open to it or had. Um, and so I think that those religions were, I think the three monotheistic religions, not just them, were definitely influenced. Hmm. You got the same characters in, in in the Quran that you do as far as angels. Yeah. Gabriel's yeah, in the Quran. He's in the Bible. Um, and these were otherworldly beings. We can agree on that. Yeah. If you don't want to call them extraterrestrial, you can say, well, they were otherworldly. They were coming from either another dimension, but we know they were coming from the sky because that's what the ancestors were saying. But nobody wants to look at it and take it seriously. Right. You know, oh, that's a myth. Or they were just using metaphor. I think they were. they meant what they said and they said what they meant. As far as that goes, mm-hmm. we know passages were put in the Bible and taken out. We know the Bible, yeah. But but I'm talking about as far as these individual events, these flying chariots, Jesus going up in a cloud, um, the Exodus. Right. They follow the pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. I think they're, yeah, that's what we follow. It was up there and we moved and it stopped and we camped out under it. And then the next morning we got up and left. That shows an intelligence. Yes. Interesting. Do, do you think that the extraterrestrials have a better connection to God consciousness than we do? I think some did. They may not use the word God. I mean, there's some contacting yeah, stories where they say, we don't believe in a God like you. It's more of an, it's more like an energy. Mm-hmm. It's more like an intelligence that's creative and intelligent. Um, but some are, and some, or some I would imagine, some are just more technically advanced. In other words, I think they're extraterrestrial civilizations. That they're all te- more technologically advanced. Yeah. But there's some that are more spiritually advanced than others. Mm-hmm. And we get enamored with the technology. You know, the technology. It was yeah. Star Trek or whatever. We're blown away by that. We rightfully so. But if you don't have the spirituality to, to use the technology, you will either self-destruct or you'll create a world of hurt. Yes. Planet Earth. We have this technology and we don't know how to use it. We use it for war. Okay? We use it to make all the money we can. Imagine if we use some of this, this nuclear energy and stuff for good. Imagine if we use the technology that we had 
for 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 a less competitive world and a more cooperative one. Imagine that. But there's no money in it. Hmm. No money in it. True. Interesting. And I'm not saying that that's I agree with that. Mm -hmm. But you know, the cold callous way is, yeah, we could feed the hungry, but. Maybe some of them should die off because the world's overcrowded anyway. You know, uh, maybe we could talk about if we had to, you know, population control without, you know, because nature has earthquakes, you have floods, mm -hmm. people are going to leave anyway. Diseases kill people. Um, but I think we could be more equitable in the distribution of wealth and how we use the tech, even with COVID. Rich countries are using all the vaccines. Poor countries aren't getting it. Why is that? It's rhetorical. I mm -hmm. think we all have different answers. But even with med even with medicines, even with medicines, yeah, and we can we can distribute that around the globe. Yeah, it is weird that the seems to think that certain countries are more important and are more pri higher priority yeah. than others. So you're saying like this. Billion people over here are more important than the billion people over here. Yeah, yeah, we're all created equal. It's said that some are more equal than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all equal, though. Right? right? It, it, <laughs> what, what do you think if we stop doing that? Like, like stop hoarding money, stop doing all that, and, and, and take all that wealth, and rather than worrying about the, work, the planet becoming overpopulated. I mean, which it might happen eventually. I mean, I would think the obvious solution is to colonize off planet and start moving well, towards that. But but to go well, they already are. But that may not include you and me. Oh yeah, not us <laughs> in the future. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 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 but the thing is, is that you don't want to take the same bad. I, I get out of a relationship with all my bad habits and shit. Excuse me. <laughs> and then I just bring it over to the next relationship. So we're going to take our warlike ways, our greed, mm -hmm. our lust, our jealousies, and we're going to leave Earth, and we'll just do all that on another planet. That doesn't make sense. No, no. But but maybe in order for us to be able to even get off this planet, we have to kind of overcome that obstacle first. Because to do an operation yeah. like that, it's going yeah. to take a lot of cooperation. But 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 if there but if there are people in outer space, you may not want that to happen. We don't want you to bring your, your trash and your junk and your debris here. We don't want you to bring your what. We're doing fun. We saw what you just did to that neighborhood. <laughs> okay? We saw what you did there, man. That property value, over. <laughs> we saw what you did to an entire planet. I don't think, you know, we don't want, us, we don't want you in this neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the property value goes down when the humans come. But <laughs> <laughs> they just keep the sound. People don't want to move there. No. <laughs> There'll no. be strip malls everywhere. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, you know, plastic and, and, oh, no, we can't have that. No. <laughs> grow up first. You know, grow up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then we'll talk. How do you think that could happen? How do you think people can be motivated to grow up? Do you think it's just through mistakes and suffering? Or do you think yeah, that there's um, I, spiritual guides that are going to lead us Gary, to Gary, I'm going to say something, and it probably won't be popular. 
we've had our chance. You know? Mm-hmm. Now, let me be clear, because I'm not talking doom and gloom. But I am talking that we're going to have a rough time on this planet and in this country in the years ahead. People have told us, warned us, begged us, um, and we just don't get it. We just don't get it. And so sometimes you have to go through a rough time to kind of get it. It's like if I tell you the stove is hot, you won't believe me. Sometimes you got to touch the stove and burn your hand. Just once. And I think that's what human beings, I think collectively, that's where we are now. I really do. And I think well, what just happened in Kentucky. That tornado, yeah. It's terrible. I, I, I heard a Native American elder talk on YouTube. He said, the storm is here. He said, uh, you're not going to have money, billions of dollars to fight wars anymore going forward. He said, because you're going to have to use that money to pay for disaster relief because of the earth changes that are coming. You're not going to have that anymore. The leaders don't serve the people. And when and he was basically talking about their laws in the universe. Give the people hope. Don't take more than you need. Treat your neighbor like you want to be treated. Basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And those are laws. Because you don't just do it because it's right. You do it, but you also do it because what I do to you is going to come back to me. But nobody cares. And so we're going to have some difficult years. Hmm. With this election cycle will be very difficult. <laughs> Um, um, climate change, this is just the beginning. Yeah, climate change is bad. This is just the beginning. Racial and ethnic strife, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, uh, um, wars and stuff, going to be tough. But we've had warnings. There's another way if you just have the courage to try it and the patience. But we don't want to. We don't want to. Hmm. What we want is money. That's what we want. It's all we want. And so, what are you going to do? That doesn't say that I'm not going to try to stay on the love train and try to do the best I can for my fellow human beings, for sentient life, animals, whatever. doesn't mean I won't do that. But since we're all connected, the universe doesn't say, you know what? We're not going to rain or flood over there where Gary and Michael live, because they're really good people. <laughs> I like them. I mean, really, they're, they're really upright people. No, yeah. don't say that. Michael, you know, you're all, you're with it. So you're going to get wet, too. Mm-hmm. You're going to burn, too. And that's just life. It's not personal. Mm-hmm. But they're laws. They're universal laws. No matter what religion, no matter what. And one of those laws is what you put out comes back. Right. Or as Jesus said, you reap what you sow. Yes. The East, they call it karma. You can call it what you want, but that's a law that says what I put out comes back. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- that's a belief that I always found silly, that, you know, people believing that um, if you do what they're, religion or church says that they're going to be spared 
suffering that that's mm-hmm. going to happen to all of us. That's right. And that, that's what that man behind you says. But he also says that we can stop suffering. Yeah. Well, we can we can we can we can cease it. We can maybe not completely stop it, but we can handle our own individual suffering mm-hmm. by not getting attached to stuff. Yeah. Whether it's money, whether it's sex, whether it's booze, whether it's outcomes. You do good because it's good to do, not because you don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. You know, if I give you a gift, I give it to you because I want you to have it. If you give it to somebody else, I don't care. That's what you, but if I'm attached to the outcome, then keep the gift. Keep the damn gift. Because you're giving with strings attached. Yeah. And so on and on and on. And so that's what Buddha's talking about. We get attached. We know we're going to die. It's the good things don't, good things don't last and neither do bad things. I'm just using the words good and bad. You know? Uh, and so, so you ride that when it's good, you enjoy it. And when it's not so good, you just endure it until it changes again. Mm-hmm. But if you get t- what's well, been good all the time, I can't have this change. We did this all the time. We, that's you get you're attached. Buddha says that's what makes you suffer because you get attached and you don't realize that you have to learn to let go. It, it almost doesn't even make sense for the attachment anyway because we all die in the end anyway. All our stories always end the same. Yeah, so and and, and so, so there's, no, there's yeah. like this missing logic to it. <laughs> well, that's true, but remember, it's logic, and lot you can't get it through life with just logic. Even Mister Spock couldn't, right? You got to have some. So, so, you know, yeah, you you, so you realize that the only thing you have are your actions. That's the legacy you leave behind. How you treated other people. Mm-hmm. That's what you leave behind. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the money, all that, doesn't really mean crap in the end. Well, I got a good friend, and he's a good friend, and he's a good man, and he's, he lives very well, he and his wife. They're very generous, um, you know, very generous people in the community, and, you know, and they, 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 they live well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one, he has cancer, and it doesn't look good, and he can't take all that with him. Not that he wants to, you know, he's a yeah. good man, but I'm just saying to the best of us, I mean, he, he can leave it to his family and to his friends and to, you know, his children. But, you, you know, only thing you take, only thing you leave behind are your deeds. Hmm. You don't you don't even take your body with you. It goes back to the earth. Right. So, so, so that's all you're leaving behind. So you have to decide what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind? Do I want to leave some good? How do I do that? See, I can't figure out why people wouldn't want to just leave good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, see, see, okay. Inherent in that statement is you don't understand why they don't think like you. And people Maybe, aren't, don't yeah. think like us. Hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that really. I'm not saying that as a put down. No. But that's as you get more mature spiritually, at least for me, you realize that everybody's not going to see it. Like mm-hmm. you and I see it, and they don't have to. Right. Yeah, you can't make. Oh, you them. have to. Do, you got to stay in your lane. Right. You know, you got to stay in your. You know, when when uh, uh, the speaker said that he believes in one to a box theory, and what he meant by that, he says when you die, I mean, of course, not unless you get cremated, but you get it. It's one coffin. Mm-hmm. Only one person's getting in there with you. 
Not the other people who didn't do their thing, who did. It's one to a box. So you're only responsible for that. And that's why I said, you know, a few minutes ago, everybody's not on the same page. Right. But that's what makes life exciting. But that's how you learn to accept. Mm -hmm. And everybody's not going to think the same. And some people are going to be more evolved than others. And some people are going to be less evolved. And our job, I think, if we are have a little bit of experience and whatever, is to realize that and right. to navigate it. And to say, I know everybody doesn't think it would be boring if we all thought the same. But, um, you know, everybody looks at life really differently because mm -hmm. of their wounds. Maybe they grew up in a family, uh, you know, in a certain kind of uh, way that this is life. This is what my life was like. This is what I know and expect. And so this is why I behave the way I do. Now, people can shift and change. But everybody just won't think alike. And so there are some people who say, no, I can take this with me. I can hoard it. I, you know what? When I die, I want to get uh, I want to get frozen. So and then hundreds of years now, they can thaw me out and I can I can come back to life or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. they don't get it that now we may have that technology one day, but life is about change. It's about change and cycles and, 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 and that kind of thing. Mm. You know, it, that's a good reminder, you know, for, for me anyway, is to um, not judge, but, but be compassionate. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, you know, we all judge to a degree, but again, being aware of it. Mm -hmm. And compassion is something that you learn. If you're, but, but being compassionate is what we're talking about. I realize that this person... Is he probably, she probably has a family. She probably wants good things for her kids. Maybe she's a Republican and I'm a Democrat. Uh, maybe she's a, a social Democrat and this person is an evangelical. We basically want the same things. We may not agree on how to get there. I can respect that and even yeah. listen to it. But if it's going to be harmful, then that's where the, the you know, that's where the turbulence comes in. Because how many times have you met people, either we put them in boxes, and you go, boy, this person's nothing like what I thought. But also, you know, basically people want the same things. I want my kids to get a good education. I want to enjoy my life. I want to have health care. Uh, I want to have some security. I want to have a job that treats me with some dignity. You know, maybe have a little money in the bank for rough times. Most people want that. Yeah, how we how we get there is where the, the, you know there's turbulence, but we can navigate that. Um, but not when you know it's my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. So, so with the holidays approaching, um, yes, you know, and, and you know, and, and, you know, I mean, the holidays I guess are supposed to be about chari being charitable and and helping other people and and things like that. Um, do you think um, the holidays play an important role in helping people realize some of these things that we're just talking about? I do. I do. I do. Because I know people who are going to the soup kitchens. I've done it. Um, yeah. People, they, they don't. They, you listen. Consciousness. I think the holidays are to remind us of the good that we have. I'll, you know, there's religious stories behind them. 
but it is to serve other people. Okay. But Gary, I love getting gifts. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love it. I love spending and getting gifts for people I care about. Yes, there's a commercialism and all that, but so what? That's mm -hmm. always going to be there. What am I going to be, the Grinch? Bah humbug? <laughs> I love to see the lights on the trees. I love all that. Um, some people say, well, that has nothing to do with religion. Some maybe, some not. It's the season of lights. But there's the middle ground. You know, you go volunteer at a soup kitchen. You give a little extra money to your favorite charity. People are doing that. You know, um, for some people, it's a hard time for a lot of reasons. Some people say, well, it has nothing to do with, you know, what we should be doing. There's the word should. But everything does it. Not everything. I like football. It has nothing to do with anything except I like to see them, you know, I like the, 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 the gladiators. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a middle ground, you know. And so you can still enjoy the holiday even with the crass commercialism, even with all the holiday sales and stuff, yeah. and people acting a fool, and you don't want to get stampeded. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be on the news. <laughs> Laid out, people have walked all over you and gone in your pockets while you're laying there. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody help me. They just, but, um, but you also can know that there are people out here doing good. I know people who... They're feeding the hungry. I was one of them for a while. I give a little money to my friend. You know, you got to take both. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, I don't, I'm not going to celebrate. Well, you can. and But if you do that, then do it. But don't get mad because everybody else is not joining you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got, you got choices, you know. And so that's how I look at it. Um, you know, because basically I'm winding up saying, you're not looking at life the way I think you should, and you're not behaving, and so I'm mad. And the world does what? Keep spinning. Mm -hmm. You just stay there and be mad. You just stay there and get a hemorrhoid. <laughs> and we're out here dancing. Say, yeah, you know, I love it. I, wow. love, I love this time of year. And the stores are crowded, and people are spending, and it's going crazy. I was out spending. I, I love it. I, I find people to be a little friendlier. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm radiating more friendliness. And uh, people are a little softer. I see the most beautiful lights and stuff on trees and the department stores. All gonna, what's mm -hmm. wrong with that? I'm not going to change the world by saying, oh, you're too greedy. Then I won't spend my money there. Yeah. But to get mad at the world, shake your fist. Why aren't you getting it? You're too greedy. You're too, that does nothing. And you wind up getting a hemorrhoid. <laughs> And people don't want to be around you. Yeah, I hate hemorrhoids. Because you, yeah, because yeah, you're a downer. You get an ulcer. I'm holding, I'm just angry. You're not doing it right. People want people do what they do. Mm -hmm. You know. And, and it's also sort of too, um, like like what we we've been talking about this through the whole show is, you know, the, the Christmas, New Year's. It's all that time of. Um, Sort of death and rebirth, that 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 time when we're getting ready to to get rid of something old and regenerate something new. No question, and you know it's also a time to let off steam, brother. People, we're not like in some countries in Europe 
where you can still have high production and work uh, uh, four days a week and you can work your four, you know, you can still be productive and competitive, but we don't do that here in America because we're greedy. So we'll work you to death. But most people have that time off, not all. It's the time, man, y'all work hard all year. Go get a drink, be responsible. Mm -hmm. Don't be driving, but people need to let off steam. I'm not trying to get away from the spiritual significance, but it's been said. But there's also the basic thing of, I need to let off steam. Henry David Thoreau has a line that I love. He said, you don't want to be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's good to have these lofty things as the birth of Jesus and we should, humankind and angels are singing and, and man, I'm just going to go with my girlfriend and we're going to you know, drink and visit some family and go make love. That's that's spiritual too. Yeah. Okay. And so you want to have this balance because life is to be enjoyed as well. Spirituality doesn't mean that you're not enjoying life, that you're not, if you like a, a drink every now and then, if you make love, if you smoke, whatever you do, you're an adult. But that's part of life. And you got to find your own parameters with it. You've been around people like that. They're not fun to be around mm -hmm. because it's like, come on, let your hair down. You're tighter <laughs> than a crab's ass. You know, let let loose. Life is to be lived. Yeah, and and that's a whole other spiritual significance is we forget to enjoy it. Yeah, because because one one of my favorite sayings is, uh, um, "Greater the sorrow, the greater the joy." Well, certainly you can't really experience one without the other. You can't experience joy without having experienced sorrow. So you know what the difference is. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. So, so sometimes it's, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I feel bad sometimes that uh, some people just get stuck in the sorrow. Like I know that's where they are. That's part of their journey. But, you know, you always want to kind of want to lift them out. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes you can, even if it's for just that moment. Uh -huh. But you don't want to keep doing it because then it will wind up taking your energy. And, you know, like you said, some people may have to go through that. But but we can learn from joy as well as sorrow. Mm -hmm. But we have to be open to it. Um, right now, collectively speaking, it seems that human beings can only learn from sorrow. Something has to happen. Your town has to be flooded. And that may not even change. A loved one will die. Uh, maybe it's a divorce or there's a separation or um, there's an out-of-body experience or maybe you see an ET or something to shake you out of. You're not because, you know, you're just you're just you're just going through the motions of life. Yeah. You're looking and not seeing, you know. And so sometimes you need that cold water in the face. And it could be anything I just named. It also could be the birth of your first child. It could be marriage. It could be lovemaking, this feeling of oneness. You know, it could be those things as well. But human beings tend to, you gotta, I gotta burn myself, I gotta fall down, I gotta get sick mm -hmm. before I start to wake up a bit. It's sad in a way. Right. Yeah. But it also comes back to what do I deserve? Do I deserve to be happy? 
you know, that person who you say, come on, man, let's go. Come on, young lady. Sometimes they don't think that they've been, they, 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 they deserve to be happy. They, sometimes you think, I know in my own personal life, I'm in a nice relationship now. And I'm, I'm putting it mildly, it's a healthy relationship. But I had to decide that I deserve that. The next partner I, the next partner I have that I wanted to walk a journey, I'm not just talking about if I met someone and we wound up being lovers or, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, just casually, you know, um, getting together occasionally. But I said the next, because I've been married twice, the next long-term relationship I have, I'm going to deserve the good that comes with it. And when I started doing that, I started, I drew people to me who I didn't want. I also drew people to me and I knew it wouldn't last because they didn't think they deserved the good. Yeah. So I'm, I want to be a good partner. I even said to some of them, and some of them said, you're right. I said, you're going to mess this up. We're good together. At least we have been so far, but you don't believe it. You don't think you deserve it, so you're going to find a way, consciously or unconsciously, to break us up. Mm-hmm. And they did. They did. It definitely happens. Yeah. So, so, but there will be a time when I would try to hold on to that. Oh, come on. We can do this. Now I'm like, uh-uh. No, no, no. Maybe if I was 20, 40 years younger, but I'm 64. I'll be 65 next year. I don't have the time. So if you don't, it doesn't make you a bad person, good person. But if you don't think that you deserve to be with me, because I know what I want. I want a healthy relationship, and I want to work towards that. But if you don't think you deserve that, I can't be with you. I don't have that kind of time to waste. That's what I'm going to be doing, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to I mean, do if I wouldn't sit life. around, if I, wasn't, if I wasn't in a relationship or if I just wanted to play the field a bit, then it doesn't matter. You know, uh-huh. okay, that was fun. You want somebody else, okay, I want to, then that's fun. Yeah. But if you want a companion to walk the next leg of your journey, and you got time in between to have fun, mm-hmm. uh, but hopefully you're going to be different because you've made some mistakes in your last relationship, and you're, going, you're coming into the new one a little wiser, a little more together. Mm-hmm. But if that person isn't, because remember, you got this light now. But flies come to the light, too. They're going mm-hmm. to be drawn to you, too. And so you got to be able to navigate that. And that doesn't mean that people do it on purpose. Some do. But, um, you know, if you don't believe that you deserve the good that God or the universe or whatever is sending you, you will never own it. You will never have it. Because you don't believe you deserve it. Yeah, that, that's so true. And that's been my experience, too. Because I think that's the mistake that I have made all along is I've, I, for some, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I kind of know some of the reasons why I feel like I felt like I don't, didn't deserve it. But, but now that I'm older, I feel differently. And plus, I've also feel yeah. like throughout my life, too, I've done enough things to actually deserve it, too. I feel yeah. worthy of it. Where in my early stages of life, I, maybe I didn't feel worthy because I was still well, that's feeling I mean. guilt. From religion and shit like that. And the the church gives you that. And it's something that you don't have to earn. I have inherent worth and dignity because I'm a human being. In in the Christian churches, they say you're created in the image of light and likeness of God. Okay? Just because of that, you're worthy. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm saying in another way, I'm saying I have inherent worth and dignity. It's in me. It's not something I got to cultivate. It's not something that you can sell me because I am, there's a majesty in being a human being or being a sentient being. You can be an animal as well. There's an inherent worth there. So I, I, I deserve to be treated a certain way. I deserve to have a good job. Mm -hmm. I deserve to have a good education. You know, because it's about my humanity. And, and that's just on a general level. On a macro level, on a micro level, I'm in a relationship, you know, and I want to I wanna have a partner. Or I want to get a, a switch my job. Uh, I want a better job. Or I, I just want to evolve and better myself. If you don't think you deserve it, it will not happen. By chance, let's say it does happen. It won't last. Because you will find a way to sabotage it. Mm hmm. Yeah. And you can't. And, and the church has had a lot to do with that. Not just the church. Some families who, you know, it's cycles of dysfunction. Mm hmm. You know, um, there are reasons for it. But in some way, part of growing is to say, this is what society says I am. This is what my parents and people say I am. But you know what? I'm not really that at all. Now I got to do me. Yeah. And when you do that, you lose some people. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. Because you're making people change. And nobody wants change, like I said, except a wet baby. <laughs> Other than that, nobody wants change. True. But when you change, you make every, it's a ripple effect. Everybody else has to change. So I can change with you, or I can say, you know, I'm just going to drift away, or, you know, I, I, the energy's different now. But you will also draw those people who do, uh, 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 you know, have the same frequency, same vibration. That's awesome. And so we're always changing. Life is always changing. And that's why the Buddhists say you can't be attached because everything's changing. Mm hmm if you get too attached, when it changes, you're going to be in a world you're hurt because you, you couldn't let go. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't move on to the next bigger yeah, and better and brighter and higher vibration. Yeah, you couldn't You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Hmm. Profound message today from you. <laughs> Brother, it's, it's, it's life. It's life. I've seen it in my family, my parents, my stepdad and my mom. They just never, it was interesting with my stepdad because he used to work with computers in the military. But they never learned to text. They never got the phones. They never did that. And life has passed them by. And sometimes they forget. You know, they got these dictionaries. They got all this paper and stuff. And it's like, the world doesn't work that way anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know? <laughs> Some stuff you got to have a computer in order to do. But for whatever reason, they decided not to go with the world in that way. I'm talking about it in the back. And they're left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My girlfriend, her her parents, around my parents' age, she texts. She you know she gets she knows how she knows a way around a computer. Uh, you know FaceTime, Facebook. Mm -hmm. My parents, not a clue. But that was a decision. <laughs> that was a decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, I try to help them sometimes. I said, look, if you need some, I'll, I'll look it up. 
they got to get a big old heavy dictionary or whatever. I'll just say, look, let me Google. <laughs> Life is literally, and I love them, so I'm not telling tales out of school. It's just that I, and there are people like that. Yeah. They just, for whatever reason, got stuck. Comfortable, I think it happens. Don't like change, get comfortable. They're like, well, this always worked for me, so why would I try something else new? Yeah. But then you miss it out, you know? Just like, something yeah. simple as like trying some new food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always been done this way. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't sing that new hymn. We can't sing three hymns. Well, I mean, we can't sing four hymns. We always sing three hymns. I don't, we can't do it. <laughs> wow, really? Because this is the way it's always been done. It's the way it's always been done. Stubborn can't sing three hymns this Sunday. <laughs> yeah. There's too many hymns this Sunday. You know, I, you know, I'm making, yeah, we're, you know, but it's, it's that way. It's sad in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. But... People make their choices, and you can't move people that are stuck. They have to want to change. I learned that the hard way. You cannot change people. They have to want to change. Yeah, and that's there, too, also makes like fighting with each other sort of an effort of futility. Well, some people, fighting is natural. If you mm -hmm. grew up around that, you know, you get in a new relationship and things are going smooth. And maybe it's a little boring. There's no drama. Then you got to make some drama. Yeah. And then you break up because you can't take, you know. And uh, and there are people who will get angry with you if you don't argue. But unfortunately for them, you don't have to attend every fight you're invited to. No. Uh, there was a guy in my church. Uh, you know, sometimes he didn't agree with my sermons, and we would talk through it. But I got I, I was seeing a pattern. Basically, he just wanted to argue. And he would say, I, I didn't agree with what you said today. We should talk about it. I said, no, we don't have to talk about it. You don't have to agree with everything I say. And vice versa. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. I'm not going to convince you. Maybe next Sunday I'll say something you'll agree with. Or maybe you won't come next Sunday. Whatever. But I don't have the energy. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, one of the things that has helped me immensely, Gary, is that I, I'm learning that I don't have to be right. <laughs> and, and when I lose the need to be right, whew, how much energy and peace I have. Mm -hmm. it, it, is, it is helpful. I mean, sometimes I don't, I don't care if I'm right or wrong. It doesn't matter to me, you know? Yeah. It's just an idea. I, I just put out an idea. Whatever. Yeah, and I, I, it's just, ooh, it saved me a lot of time and energy. Yeah. And I don't have to invite me, you know, attend every fight I'm invited to. No. Nah. I don't know. It's just a waste of energy. As, especially as we get, for me, as I gotten older, it's just a waste yeah. of energy. It's like, yeah. why am I going to put my energy in this when I could be putting my energy towards yeah. something that's going to be. Towards something else. Yeah. You know, make me happier or <laughs> make someone yeah, else yeah. happier. Yeah. Yeah. That's the story, brother. Yeah. So, um, before we wrap it up, where can my listeners find you and find your new book? Okay. Um, they can find me at Michael J, as in Jerry, S, as in Sam Carter, Michael J. S. Carter at Gmail. Um, I, I don't have my website anymore, but that was on purpose. That was intentional. And you can find all of my books on Amazon mm -hmm. and Barnes and Nobles, my new book. Is, it came out on the 2nd of August. It's called 
uh, initiation, the spiritual experience, transformation of the experiencer. It's not just for people uh, who've had UFO experiences, contact experiences, but it's for people who um, who know people who have. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in a relationship and you've, you're having these experiences and your partner isn't, or they're having experiences and you aren't, it helps you kind of navigate that because a lot of relationships break up. It, it, it gives you characteristics you can look for to, to let yourself know, maybe I have been visited and I just don't remember it. I give you some clues to that there. And it talks about the initiation because once you've seen these beings, your life changes and you become kind of part of the change that we need in the world. Not all, because some people haven't had pleasant experiences. But if you think you have or you have, this is the book for you. And it's it's on Amazon. It's a handbook. Awesome. I'll put a link to your Amazon page in the notes of this episode so my listeners can check it out. Thank you, brother. Even if you're not experiencers, I think it's all good information just to have. It's I a think good book. Yeah. It's good to get a different perspective. Yes. You know? But I've had people say to me, Michael, that book is not just for people who've had experiences. And I'm glad because I didn't want it to be just for that. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, man, stay in touch with me. Yeah. Let me know what's going on. <laughs> uh, how do they say? I'm wishing you a, a merry everything and a happy always. You too. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll do it again. Because yeah. I know you were doing this because you, you had moved and you wanted to get more guests. Yeah, yeah. Get those guests back. Yep. So, Trying yeah. So back maybe, up. Uh, yeah, maybe after the first of the year we'll do something. Fantastic, brother. I love you, man. You helped me you so too, much, brother. man. You always do. Anytime, man. Holler at me. You got it. Okay. All right. Well, hang on. All right. For, be good to yourself. You too. Hang on for one second. I just got to play the okay. outro. Remember everything that it says.